Welcome everyone to You Can't Handle the Genre. I'm Indigo McLeod. And I'm John Ortegon. And every month we pick a film genre to break down, and every week we pick a movie to explore under that genre umbrella. And this is the fourth week of our month of adventure! And today we are talking about the first of the five movie franchise directed by Gore Verbinski. That's right, we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. From 2003, this movie stars Johnny Depp, Jeffrey Rush, Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, Jack Davenport, Jonathan Price, and... Others. (laughs) (laughs) Others. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't forget about Lee Ehrenberg and Mackenzie Crook, the two That's true. the two Dumbos. <laughs> That's true. They have names I realize that aren't spoken on screen until the third movie. I think it's Pintel and Raggedy. Raggedy, uh, yeah, something weird. Uh, yeah, we'll just say the two Dumbos because yeah, it's so weird that they're never referenced by name, but they are very very funny. Um, so John. Uh, when did you, oh yeah, it's written by, uh, Dad Elliot and Terry Razio, by the way, <laughs> I guess adapted from the, the ride of the same name. Weird that this actually works. So John, when did you first discover Pirates of the Caribbean? Probably 2003, I'm going to say. I remember we rented it, uh, from Blockbuster and I saw it on, you know, DVD at the time. And I ended up watching in theater, Dead Man's Chest, and At World's End. And, I mean, I've always loved all three of those, honestly. I loved, and I personally, personally, Dead Man's Chest is my favorite, but I love Curse of the Black Pearl. I also, I think I actually saw this in theaters, probably. Um, I remember this, yeah, this is one of those movies. This, the whole trilogy, I grew up with a lot. Yeah, I think my favorite, actually, is Dead Man's, no, mm, I've, I, it's been a while since I've actually watched Dead Man's Chest, even a little bit longer since I've watched At World's End. So I don't know if like 2020 and Dagua would still love it as much as I did before. I still did like them when people said they weren't great. That was like, because 2007, I remember, it was At World's End and Spider-Man 3. And I loved both of those movies. And then I found out that... <laughs> There was other opinions out there, and I was like, what? Are these not good movies? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think a lot of people, though, seem to like uh, the the Curse of the Black Pearl just because it's – even though it does have, you know – cursed uh undead pirates it, i guess some people didn't like how it dealt with like davy jones and fish people and they got a little too crazy for them sounds like we actually liked the crazy i like the um, crazy i did yeah so that's why we're talking about this one the one everyone agrees at least is really good if not great if not amazing but yeah dare i say uh, <laughs> Savvy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's savvy. Um, so, like, what are your opinions, uh, before we get into this one, on 4 and 5, on, on Stranger Tides, and, uh, I forgot, what is it called? Uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. So, what are your- I don't even think I saw Dead Men Tell No Tales, but I did see On Stranger Tides in theater. You, you and- saw the, the most expensive movie of all time that cost $379 million. That's the reason I didn't watch <laughs> the Dead Man's Tales or whatever, because, uh, after watching the On Stranger Tides, I was like, this, I can't. 
I can't do this anymore. This was just, this was just awful. I was just awful. I couldn't do it. I honestly, I almost walked out of the theater. I'm not going to lie. I hated it. Yeah, I hated that movie so much. I don't, I, I only saw the last one, um, Dead Men Tell No Tales in 2017, because that was the year where I said to myself, I was going to watch the most movies in theaters I could, and I did. Uh, so I watched everything, and I hated so many movies that summer. But yeah, and I think maybe it's just completed. But also, I was so done. I've only seen on Stranger Tides from 2011 one time. I, I, I can't give it another shot. I just hate it so, so much. And, uh, yeah, this, that, well, good. You didn't need to see the last one. It also sucked. Some people thought, oh, it's kind of back or it's better than the, uh, the last, the fourth one. I don't know. They're all trash to, or those are both trash to me. It's, I think like, Especially this movie, obviously, is the first one. I think Jack Sparrow as a character, uh, like Johnny Depp as him, I think he... Perfect. Perfect casting. Um, and I think it just got a little, like, too much. And uh, that's one of the issues. But like, too much in, like, four and five. It was just, like... Because Jack Sparrow is, like, a character who's, like, not the smartest guy in the room, but he's more intelligent than people, uh, than he lets on and that people think. And he can get himself out of a lot of situations. And I feel like, in especially in five, he's just so stupid. Like, he's not like, oh, he does these crazy things and, like, he gets out of these situations. Like, he's just so dumb now. He's not Jack Sparrow. He's just, like, an al- he's way more of an alcoholic where it's not like, I drink rum and I can get out of situations. He's not a Tyrion Lannister anymore. He's just stupid. So, basically, Tyrion Lannister at the end of uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> With less alcohol, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. That, uh, that's... I'm not surprised at all. I mean, with, even on even in the 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 one from 2011, Stranger Tides was like it didn't feel like Jack Sparrow anymore at all. We're at World's End was the last one for me that was just like you know it was Jack Sparrow and it was really good. Honestly, I was surprised even back then when I went to go see it in theater at how good that movie was because I was invited to. I remember it was like a it was like a it was like a birthday party that one of my friends at school had with like uh at world's end and they like rented out the 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 theater to go watch it watched it and i was i didn't even want to go like because i was like i don't i don't know if this this is gonna be i don't know if this is gonna be good anymore and it ended up being good and i was you know happy birthday will (laughs) (laughs) thank you will uh yeah no i i think that like man yeah like like i said at the beginning like yeah it does get a little as you could say ridiculous but i I think it's just it's like really fun and it's something you know it's hard to argue against you know someone's fun with a movie like you could hate it but like fun is so subjective it's like who am i to say you didn't have fun with it is it a good movie Maybe we can talk about that a little bit more but like i i think these are really fun movies and i like I think one of the big reasons I don't like the last two is because most of the cast is gone. Like there's only Jack Gibbs and uh, Barbosa in all of these movies, um, and I think they're the only ones in four plus maybe like one other character we saw before. 
And that was it. it was, everyone else was gone. Like, no Orlando Bloom, no Kira Knightley. Like, all these characters are gone. It's supposed to be the ones we pick up in, like, two and three. So I was like, this isn't even, like... Like, I love Jack Sparrow. He's, like, the selling point, I guess. Maybe you could say the movie, one of them. But, like, of the franchise. But, like... I also love the supporting cast. Like, I, I had so much fun with all of them. Like, even our two uh, Dumbos aren't in those movies. And I think in the fifth one, some of these people come back. But, like, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley are only, like, cameos. And I was like, I just, and it was about one of their kids. I'm like, I don't care. No. I don't care about this. I just like, don't care. Yeah. And, but like I said, though, before, uh, actually, I guess in the form of question, do you think that Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow is one of the best casting decisions ever? You could you, you could say that, yeah, because he definitely. I mean, nobody else could play Jack Sparrow as good as him. He's that's one hundred percent a one hundred fifty thousand percent amazing casting move. Um, I don't know if it's the best casting move ever. Oh no, no, just but, just like one of them, like. You know, like Tony Stark, Rob Downey Jr., like maybe other people maybe could do these roles. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but could they, are they these roles almost? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, Jack Sparrow is definitely one of them for sure. Johnny Depp, he kills it. Yeah, he just brings, so, I think Roger Ebert said something like Johnny Depp <laughs> uh, brings so, like, at least uh, in reference to the first film, uh, like he brought like just so much to the role, like his zaniness, his just like manic energy was just like, and also at the same time, his like drunkenness was like something he'd never seen before, which is, you know, always great, especially when like a film critic who's seen hundreds, thousands of films and uh, saw this movie. He's like, Johnny Depp, never seen this before. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like there's copycats since even Johnny Depp's other performances later, especially with Tim Burton, which, yeah, I, I do not. Not the biggest Tim Burton guy. Really? past big fish i want to specify that okay because i saw a lot of tim burton films this year for the first time before big fish like the two batman movies he did and ed wood and beetlejuice i haven't seen edward scissorhands yet but i love all you haven't all. seen edward scissorhands not yet so that's why Get i'm using tim burton's a great director i'm like you mean the director of Dark Shadows and Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children and Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, great oh, director. Don't do Tim Burton like that. Don't you yeah. dare do Tim Burton no, like that. You know what? I'm going to say it. Don't Fuck you Tim Burton. dare do Tim Burton care. like that. I He has become a hack. <laughs> a hack. Big Fish in 2003, I have not seen also, but people say it's really good. It is. That That's the last one. Now, I think that's the last one because I've seen almost everything after that. And I love Sweeney Todd. That was the only movie after that, and that was 2007, that I said, this is really good to me. I don't like any other, I'm not joking, I don't like any other Tim Burton movie after 2003. Dario Svolsky, the the director of photography for Pirates of the Caribbean, did Sweeney Todd. See? See? Makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> this man had a vision. <laughs> if only Tim Burton uh, still had that <laughs> vision that wasn't just trash now. Because Ed Wood, I gave four and a half stars this year. What about time. Nightmare Before Christmas? Also before 2003. Also saw it this year for the first time. For the first time. And, and I thought it was fine. Definitely think that's a, you grew up with this movie being as a 
adult who watched it for the first time who was afraid to watch it as a kid because the animation style. Um, also, he didn't actually direct that movie. He just produced it. That is a very commonly uh, <laughs> mis... not understood fact, but... because I even thought for a long time, and I looked up his movies he directed because I was like, look how good he was and how he sucks. And then I was like, wait... <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, he actually did not direct this movie, um, but I think he maybe created the characters. Possibly he did the story, maybe, but he technically did not direct um, this film. So, yes. Did you watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Is that Tim Burton? I thought so. <laughs> if it's not, <laughs> like, I'm wait. Retarded. I thought Ron Howard. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's Ron Howard. Because I saw it was a list of his movies that are sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yes, he did. It is, in fact, Ron Howard. Ah, you didn't believe me, you son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 Uh, Ah, Chip. No, I'm just I'm just stupid. But I'll I'll get off uh, uh, my Tim Burton hate because this is not Tim. This is Gore Verbinski, uh, who it's a very weird guy. He, he directs a lot of strange films. Like I don't know if you saw the last one I saw, and this might have been the last one he did from uh, twenty seventeen with. Um, Oh my gosh! What is his name? He's in Chronicle. Dane DeHaan. He's. Uh, they tried to make him a sex a cure symbol. for wellness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, they tried to make I, him a sex symbol. And uh, I was like, no. I got so high that I blacked out in that movie, and <laughs> I haven't seen it since. I haven't seen it since. I can imagine being high during that. That sounds terrifying. It just wasn't. I mean, I wasn't digging it. I. I think that's why I blacked out because I was just like, you know what, your body can black out now because you're just not gonna miss anything. <laughs> like I, I wasn't. I wasn't liking it. I wasn't liking it. Yeah, that was a. I. It was a strange film. Um, honestly, he liked this. Um, Gore also directed Rango, which is <laughs> also great. With Johnny Depp, fantastic. I love Rango. I can't remember almost anything about it. I don't think I liked it, but a lot of people do seem to sing its praises. Go back and, and watch I'm it. Like, if, like it's amazing. Maybe one day. I it is just a, it's just a, that was a weird time. That was a weird time. He also did <laughs> the Lone Ranger, which oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that well, that was a mistake. Go but hey, now. you know we all make gigantic, terrifying, awful mistakes. Uh, maybe not as bad as that movie uh but yeah and then like a few other films but yeah he's a very weird guy but this is a weird movie like it's so weird how this whole franchise is like this one's like the undead the next one two are fish people uh-huh. uh the next one's like blackbeard the and the fountain of youth and he has like a sword that allows him to like entangle people and then the last one is literally ghosts <laughs> <laughs> like who are like damned i guess and it's it's very strange how like these movies aren't just like pirates on pirates i mean it is but it's also these crazy supernatural elements which i think puts this above like the other movies because like a pirate films weren't doing so hot for a very long time like got, they tried a lot in like the 70s to get like that swashbuckling thing going and a lot of things didn't work. I think like the last attempt before this kind of like on the sea films, I guess you could say, maybe not you know pirates, but it was Waterworld, which 
failed miserably, like one of the biggest, biggest box office bombs of all time. Because uh, this budget for this movie is $140 million. And uh, Michael Eisner, who was CF, uh, CEO at Disney at the time, was like, why does it have to be this much money? This isn't like Lord <laughs> of the Rings. But then they were like, we want to make this good, right? Well, they Come had on, to compete with Lord of the Rings. I mean, 2003, that was a big year for Orlando Bloom, too, and Legolas himself. Because 2003 was Return of the King. Yeah. And um, and then, yeah, Curse of the Black Pearl. Those are like the two for him. But then it was funny because uh, the main reason he got this role was because of the Lord of the Rings. Because when casting for Will Turner, it was actually down to Orlando Bloom and Heath Ledger. That's right. And Verbinski chose Bloom because he was like, well... He heard he was in the Lord of the Rings, and he was like, hey, that would be a bankable choice. And so, there we go. I mean, it's a good choice. Different, different movie, but I definitely can see Heath in this film. Yeah, I can definitely see Heath. I mean, I'm glad that they picked Orlando Bloom, because I think he plays a good, you know, dumb motherfucker by the name of Will Turner. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh you think will's dumb dude i don't like i mean okay obviously it all turns around in the end but the whole movie i am just so mad so pissed off at will and elizabeth like together i'm just dude just sh- like ah oh, just shut up bro you're wrong <laughs> you're wrong you ruin everything everything in this movie could have been avoided if will and elizabeth weren't even around just get them out of here and then at the end it's like they kind of have the pirate mentality even though they hate pirates but like Elizabeth has the pirate mentality where like, oh, I'll trust Jack when it benefits me and only when it benefits me. That's true. That's what's it's so funny watching this first one and then knowing what comes later, like uh, I guess spoiler alert for the other two of the trilogy that's part of the five movie uh, quintilogy. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, you know, because at the end of uh at world's end <laughs> uh elizabeth swan is the queen of the pirates and then uh will turner is now the new captain of the flying dutchman so like it's super funny how they <laughs> completely switched from like oh pirates horrible and it's like your dad's a pirate actually what yeah. daddy go pirates no 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 <laughs> Well, it's like you expect you expect it to turn around sooner. It literally doesn't turn around until the very end for Will Turner and and Elizabeth Swan. Like you expect it because you're going through the movie and it's it's like a two and a half hour movie close to it. So like throughout the movie, you're like, dude, Will, Elizabeth, when are you going to get your shit together? When are you going to understand what is at stake right now and what's happening? And it doesn't happen. (laughs) Like they, They don't understand it until the end. And then she has the balls to burn up all Jack's rum, man. Well. The gull. (laughs) She does it for the. (laughs) The gull. The uh, signal fire. Yeah, but that doesn't help Jack out any, does it? What? They both get off the island. They would have just died. (laughs) They get off the island, but like it doesn't like they they take Jack that they they still fuck over Jack in the long run. Elizabeth yeah, didn't give well, a shit I mean, about Jack. Up versus just death. <laughs> I, I would choose uh, maybe a quick hanging versus the slow uh, starvation or the fight to the death over a gun. Hashtag like Smeagol and the other dude from the Return of the King's opening uh, ring style. It's like, give me the ring, Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know the other guy's name. 
I Smeagol and Smeagol. No. <laughs> but, uh, Smeagol and Gollum are the same people. That's yeah. I, got, I got confused. I'm getting confused as to what I you're saying. I was like, what? Wait, so you're talking about the other dude in the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I assume that's how Knightley and Jack, because I feel like Jack, well, I don't know. That's the thing about Jack, because I was going to say Jack wouldn't probably uh, shoot Swan with the one bully, because, you know, that's Davy Jones. Davy Jones, Jesus. Wrong movie. <laughs> that's when Barbosa's like, off you go. Last time you left me a pistol with one shot. With the powers, you're right. Where'll be Jack's pistol? Bring it forward. Ah. Seeing as there's two of us, a gentleman will give us a pair of pistols. It'll be one pistol as before, and you can be the gentleman and shoot the lady and starve to death yourself. And then he just throws the gun in the water and he goes swimming after it, and I'm like... Would he kill him? Because that's the thing I noticed with Jack, right? Um, Because Jack Sparrow, he he comes in. Because I think he has one of the best entrances of all time, Jack Sparrow. Because, like, when uh, Klaus uh, Badult's, like, score is coming in. Because I thought uh, Hans Zimmer produced it. And, I mean, no, he did. I thought he did the score. (laughs) My brain's all messed up. And, uh... But, like, yeah, Jack comes in because you think he's like standing on top of like this huge ship, and you don't know maybe how big it was, but because <laughs> it's like it's really cool, like the wind's blowing in his hair, and then it just shows this ship this. like slowly sinking, <laughs> and he's just standing on top of it, and everyone's like, What the hell? And yeah, he's super cool, but you know. Eventually, he gets to those other two hilarious guys who show back up in three who, like, are working as, like, guards um, during, like, the coronation ceremony for um, uh, Norrington. But, um, <laughs> and he's talking to them. He gets on the ship. And then Elizabeth Swan has, like, a corset on and, you know, falls into the sea. And he rescues her. And he doesn't need to rescue her. That's not what a pirate seems to be. Like, he doesn't know who this is at all at this point. And he just rescues her. And then uh, later when he's fighting, which is a great sequence, when um, he, Jack, is fighting, um, oh, my God. Barbosa? Will. Uh, Will. Oh, <laughs> Will, Will and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, almost said, uh, I almost said something else. Will in the blacksmith's um, hut. Mm-hmm. Like, he pulls out the gun. And then Will's like, Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, that's what happens. He's like, I'm not going to let you move. And then uh, uh, he's just like, this bullet's not meant for you. And then Will's like, huh? He's not going to just shoot me? And and then eventually, you know, we find out, okay, that bullet, so he could kill uh, Barbosa when he sees him next. And so, like, he could have just killed him, though, still, if he wanted to, but he didn't kill him. And... I think that's the thing. Like, Jack Sparrow is a pirate, and yeah, he likes piracy and taking gold and drinking and shit. And he likes I don't freedom. Think, yeah, but like he says later with Elizabeth Swan, like, he likes the freedom part of piracy, too. And I don't think he's not like a murderer at heart. Like, he, speaking of heart, <laughs> he doesn't stab the heart and become the captain of the Flying Dutchman at the end of the third movie because. He's like he decides to save Will by using that, and then he becomes the captain instead. But he would maybe love to be captain of the Dutchman. I mean, seeing on the sea forever that'd be cool, but he doesn't. And I think 
Jack Sparrow is a selfish character who has so many, but also has so many like instances of like being nice and doing selfless things for others. I, I, I mean, I agree, man. He's, I love, I love the way Johnny Depp plays Jack Sparrow and the dialogue alone. Like, like you said, when he gets off the sinking, the sinking boat and just starts talking to those two guys, that dialogue between them is hilarious. And that's actually how they bring up the concept, which I love of the whole movie of the black Pearl. That's how you find, that's how you literally understand what's going on with the black Pearl. It's like, well, I've seen that shit. (laughs) Like, like, and it's all just off of, hearsay pretty much that's how you learn about the black pearl yeah it's yeah that that's a great way to frame information because you know exposition the worst part of a movie trying to figure out how to deliver it where it's not just like hi i'm in dagua and i have a podcast oh you don't know what it's about well the podcast i co-host with my friend john and the podcast is actually about it's just like exactly. jesus christ <laughs> or robot or 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 of course you know the classic as you know <laughs> and then goes on to proceed to tell that person who knows the information the information because the audience needs to know the information but the character in the story knows the information so why are you telling them the thing they already know so you know it's the thing that happens but it's perfect and and it's super funny and then <laughs> jack uses that time to like sneak away and get aboard the ship because uh-huh. then they just say oh well that's the fastest ship in the fleet the dauntless <laughs> and that's another fast ship the interceptor no. uh yeah it's the it's, interceptor it's is the fastest and the dauntless is like the powerhouse oh yes yeah when norrington is uh when they when Norrington catches Jack and that whole sequence of, you know, you saved my life or I saved your life. Now you save mine and everything like that. I love the dialogue there. No additional shots, nor powder. A compass that doesn't point north. And I half expected it to be made of wood. You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the classic rule of three, because then that happens later when he's like, ah, they snuck aboard a ship that only, that like, for with two crew members, when they sneak aboard the Dauntless and they think, there's no, they can't uh, do this ship with two people. <laughs> he's the worst pirate I've ever seen. And then they get on the interceptor and they <laughs> take away the little board so they can't get back on the ship and then they're sailing away and they fuck up the, uh, sales of the Dauntless, and then that guy next to him, he's like, "That must be the greatest pirate I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So it may seem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that switcheroo was genius, genius. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like maybe like the most clever, ingenuitive character since like MacGyver. <laughs> like he always, and like he never plans any almost of this stuff. Like sometimes he does, but like sometimes it's just like on the fly. And if he does plan it, it's just some like Sha- uh, Shakespeare. This is like some Sherlock Holmes, specifically like Johnny or uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s, <laughs> where he's just like, okay, if I run this way and I put enough pressure on this. I can cut the rope and then I can swing around here and the bullets hit me right there because I know the shot with this gun will not be this accurate. I can get on this ship and then I can slide down this rope and then I can get on the ship and then, oh, hey, booze. (laughs) 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 Ruins the plan. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
do you do you think when they imprison jack like do you think they just always have a dog holding the keys or do you think that was just like a one-time thing or like <laughs> a dog holding the keys i that is actually a good question i don't know why <laughs> where's the person is the person ever there or is it just it's the just dog? the dog no the dog holds the keys and is the watch dog that is actually a really good point. I don't know because I think I saw the reason why that was actually in the movie was because that was a thing on the ride. I think I think a dog had keys or something. Um, I guess there was actually a lot of stuff on the ride that was supposed to be in the movie, but then Michael Eisner was like, "You're not going to have them go through a tunnel underwater or something. This is not exactly the ride." And I'm like, okay, fine, fine, we'll take it out. The they do still but, do the underwater, you know, march, the underwater walk at the end, which that's is awesome, which is that's really true. awesome. Yeah, that's an awesome scene. Yeah, but I don't know, but the dog though, I don't know why. <laughs> the dog has the keys. But I like how it doesn't like actually respond when they're like, "Come on, Poochie, come on, come on." It's just like he's not gonna listen to you. <laughs> Why would you think he would? And it's just like, well, excuse us for trying not to die. <laughs> when Jack tries it, yeah. When Jack tries it, he's like, oh, "No, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it." <laughs> Please, yeah. Because in that scene, I, that's a uh, when you get the one of the, the same guys who are like. When he says something like the pearl, oh yeah, because the you hear like the key here, Jack hears the cannons of the Black Pearl in the harbor, and then he's like, I know those cannons, and then that's when one of the guys he says, I heard the stories, they never leave any survivors, <laughs> and then Jack's like, No survivors, I wonder where the story came from, <laughs> and then he cuts back to him, and the guy's just like, Oh wait <laughs> what <laughs> and i was like wait that's a good point <laughs> someone has to be alive to tell the story yeah <laughs> i was like tell everyone who did this like god damn it jerry stop killing them who we're not gonna be feared no one knows who we are oh marketing sorry i didn't know about marketing the black pearl <laughs> douchebag what <laughs> to the island with jack oh no send him with Speak- one bullet <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the island with Jack, I had some I had some questions about the sequence of events and the curse. Because I was a little confused. All right. So this is going this is okay. So I here it is. I guess the big one I had was how did the Black Pearl crew find out they needed blood for the coins? Because here's what I think happened first. I think first. Because they had the mutiny, right? Because Jack was the captain. And mm-hmm. then they, uh, Barbosa and the crew left him to die, Jack to die, on that island with the bullet and the gun. So he doesn't get cursed because he's there. Then they go there. And they have Bootstrap Bill also, who we don't see in this movie, but he's there. And they go get the coins, steal the coins, the Aztec gold, uh, Cortez's gold. And then they start spending it. And at some point in this spending, or, or I, so I don't know if this is during the spending or before, but this is definitely after Jack is gone. But because I supposedly they say that Bill said it wasn't right what they did, betraying Jack like that and then leaving them to die. And that is why, or, and then um, Bill sent the coin to Will. So. I guess they would have to not, they couldn't like become like human fully again and then be like eternally not be able to feel and drink and die actually. And so like, 
I don't understand when this actually happened because because <laughs> they I don't know when because they thought the curse was a myth because that's what Barbosa says like because Elizabeth's like what it's like you know I thought it was a myth too and then we found out because it sounds like the more they spent the less human they got and then honestly like they said they got they had to get all the coins back and put them in the chest and they need Will's blood because he's the son of Bootstrap Bill who they placed a cannon to and then they killed him because he's you know sinks to the bottom of the see and then we know from the other movies that he's on Davy Jones's crew because I guess he was like ah uh, before because I think you have to be close to death to get or um you can just swear allegiance to Davy Jones but like being close to death I guess he was like I'll do anything not to die and then that's why eventually in the next movies he's on Davy Jones's ship but I'm like wait a second if he was cursed he couldn't be dead because he's not he's not dead but I guess, or, or I guess he, I guess why would you throw him overboard, thinking you killed him if he can't die, just like you can't die? I mean, I guess you could be eternally mm-hmm. damning them him to like the sea, like not being able to die. You're just stuck down there forever. But at the same time, if they, I guess they did that not knowing that they needed his blood for the coins because they wouldn't have gotten rid of them because then they can't become human again. But then how did they find out blood was needed? So the coins. Yeah. Well, I would have thought that that was like a prophecy or so not a prophecy, but like a, a curse that it was like well known, like across pilot, like, you know, across all the pirates, maybe they all just knew that, like you said, it was a myth, so they thought it was a myth. But, like, you know, myths have that, like, where it's like, oh, you're cursed and you can't, you know, the only thing that's going to break this curse is this. Like, true love's kiss, or the only thing that's going to break this, break this curse is this. In this case, the only thing that was going to break the curse was to return all the gold and take blood from... What I... Honestly, what gets me most is the taking blood from only the Turners. Like, what, what makes... Well, suppose no. So, I guess everyone needed to put blood who took the coins, but he, they needed his blood because they killed him yeah, before they he knew this. Yeah, because he, he's the they last didn't blood they need. Okay, but they can't get him because he's at the bottom of the ocean. So they were trying to because they knew he sent the coin to his son. So they were trying to find the kid, mm-hmm. and that's why they need his blood. Because I also was confused. For a second, why they needed like why Jack cut his hand at the end when he's already you know just like them, and I was like, okay, right, because they need everyone who took coins needs the blood, or Will cutting his hand wouldn't matter. So that's why I guess Jack cuts his hand real quick. Also gives the te- uh, gives him a disease Will because he also cut his hand with his blood on it, so he definitely has all the STDs. That's why they had to both cut their hand at the end, and then he shot him or Barbosa very quickly this all happens but yeah but that's I guess I guess you're right I guess it's like you can infer that they the only way to lift the curse is to return the coins and cut the blood or and and cut yours and then give blood and stuff yeah because I also was confused how they get blood if they're not dead but then I did remember that Elizabeth stabs Barbosa with the knife and he does have blood mm-hmm. he just can't die so I was like okay that's why I was confused because also because I was like, wait, is Bill have blood because he didn't 
spend it? And I was like, I think that's not true. I think it's they have blood, but Bill was the last person, so the curse wouldn't work. My question is a lot. I'm so yeah, I'm still confused. <laughs> my question is, in like you know, all honesty, do you think that Barbosa would have actually killed Elizabeth or Will? Because this is what I was saying in the beginning, where like you know, all this could have been avoided in a way. Obviously, that's not for sure though, because you know, Barbosa and and the crew could have totally killed him, like just murdered them right right where they were. But I think like when they have uh when they're about to cut will's throat at the end and they didn't do that with elizabeth they only just like you know cut her hand i think that's just because they pissed they pissed barbosa off that much that at this point it was just like you know fuck the dude kill kill him instead of just taking a little bit of blood do you honestly think that maybe if they just willingly went up to them and was just like you know hey you know i'm will turner you guys want to live again that's cool uh here's my blood <laughs> like i'll give you my hand I'll give you the medallion, da-da-da. I mean, he seems to be, Barbosa's very easily persuaded, as we can see with Jack Sparrow's power of negotiation at the end. So, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think that in the beginning, I'm talking about in the beginning, do you think in the beginning Barbosa would have actually killed Will and or Elizabeth? No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I only see because only I, I, because you just specify in the beginning. No, because then when they get to the island, he only cuts her hand, and we also just like her assume, oh, he's just gonna kill her and spill all the blood. Because then at the end, uh, the two dumb guys, they're like, well, it's just gonna be a, like a little prick on your hand, and then one of the guys is like, not this time. We're gonna make sure we're gonna spill all this blood. Mm -hmm. Well. Never mind. <laughs> so yeah, I, I assume uh, if Will did that earlier, they maybe wouldn't have killed him because they could have just slit. I mean, but then maybe because a woman, but like not like pirates aren't against killing women because I'm pretty sure they killed women when they raided uh, the main island at the beginning of the film. So I guess yeah, I guess they maybe wouldn't have killed Will. Uh, or Elizabeth, but she wasn't the person. But yeah, they went and killed Will at the beginning. I assume, yeah. If he just was like, "Hey, no," if they just put their trust in Jack, because I'm pretty sure Jack knew that, they'd be fine. So, do you think Jack's plan? So, what? So, are you thinking that Jack's plan before Will knocks him out was, "Hey, that's the son of Bootstrap. His hand, cut his hand." You'll be straight because yeah. Well, I think that the, yeah, he was like betting with his blood, but at the time, I don't think Jack knew. Like, I don't because at the time, Jack is so you know nonchalant about it. I mean, yes, yeah, Jack Sparrow. He's always like you know nonchalant, but like the nonchalantness makes me think that like he knows that all you do need is like you know a little little blood packed of the hand, and you're Gucci. You know, you're good. That's it. That's all you need, and then. Will, you know, further just knocks out Jack because he thinks that it, Jack's just going to go sacrifice him, even though up to that point, I don't understand why Will would have thought that because, you know, Jack has been very like, you know, kind to him. Yeah, he's a pirate. He'll do whatever benefits him. But even at that point, like he could have shot Will. Like you said, he had the bullet like he saved it for Barbosa. But at the same time, like he he could have killed Will on numerous occasions. So do you think that 
Jack would have told by Barbosa about Will and the blood, and then he would some say like, "Hey, now that I gave you information, you can't kill me now because I did this nice thing." Because do you think then he would have killed Jack? Pale. It might have been a Pale. I think it's a Pale. Pale. So, but do you? So, do you think he would have killed Jack then, or not? If he told him that Will, because I feel like he didn't. He doesn't kill him at the end. Because he's like, if you don't kill me, I can basically get you two ships, start of a fleet, and then all this other stuff. And also, you'll be human. So I feel like that's way more, that's way more like uh, inclination not to kill Jack than it is just the only that. Because they can still kill him if they wanted to. They already marooned him anyway. So I don't know. Do you think that would have made as big a difference for Jack's sake specifically? I see. I don't know if it would have made a bigger difference, but I just I do want to think that it all could have been easily avoided if Will and Elizabeth didn't just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like honestly, like if they would have just you know obeyed, you know Jack and just understood that like you know Jack was trying to do right, maybe it would have worked. I don't know. Maybe it would have worked. I mean, you can't know exactly, but I really do think that it might have turned out good for both of them because Jack, as we know from the end, has like insanely good, the the power of negotiation totally persuades Barbosa. Like something you did not think would happen in the movie is persuading Barbosa as hard as he persuaded Barbosa. Like maybe he would have just done that again and they would have all just, you know, something would have happened. Maybe, maybe speaking of ships and promises and more questions, I this bothers me every single time I've ever watched this, and I'm like, hello. So, why doesn't Zoe Saldana's character ask for her ship again at the end of the movie? Another good question. Yeah, like there's no answer to this one. No, no, because I mean, it just kind. I think it was just like an add-on in the movie to make it be like, oh, they're all loyal to Jack. But I mean, she was pretty pissed off in the beginning. I don't think she would have been that loyal to Jack. Anna Maria. I suppose you didn't deserve that one either. No, that one I deserve. You stole my boat. Actually. Borrowed. Borrowed without permission. But with every intention of bringing it back. But you didn't. You'll get another one. I will. A better one. A better one. That one. What one? That one. Aye, that one. What say you? Aye! 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 Yeah, because at the end, every time I think she's going to say, and here's my ship, she's like, and here's your ship, Captain. And then, oh, I think she's going to say what she says. And then I think she's going to say, and what about my ship? And I always think there's a line there like that. And then, then I think that Jack says, like, um, about that. <laughs> and then it maybe ends. Or... Yes, I have not forgotten our promise because it's not fulfilled. She never gets her ship. <laughs> he says that ship, that one, that one. Okay, and that's the only reason she agrees to go on this adventure. Mm. They do all this stuff. They even rescue. I mean, it's a crew effort, but they rescue Jack at the end, and she doesn't ask for a ship, even a different one. And then it just ends, and then she's not in any of the other movies. And I'm like, I don't, 
understand why that was in there whatsoever <laughs> before if that wasn't paid off at all. Like, it's not paid off. And it kind of pisses me off. Because, like, we don't get a lot from her character. And I was like, it's, why Why is she even bringing this up? Why is this a thing? This is never resolved. Everything else is, like, resolved. It's like... But then it's like, oh, fuck, I forgot about the cake. <laughs> Damn it. She's walking in the door. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> There's not enough time. No, I do... I really thought that that was going to be another thing, too, because the whole time she seemed so pissed off. She didn't even want to be there. She was just like, I'm getting a ship out of it, so chill. And she doesn't end up getting the ship, and it's just like, all right, I am your crewmate now. <laughs> I um, I wanted to say, because we haven't really talked about him that big, but Barbosa, Jeffrey Rush as Barbosa, Fantastic. Oh, my God. Fantastic. So fucking good. So good. Casanova himself. <laughs> Casanova himself. I I think like even though Jack Sparrow, like obviously Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, perfect casting. But Barbo uh Jeffrey Rush's Barbosa, like seeing him in any other movie, like I've only seen him in a few things. And I don't really remember all about the King's speech, like or, or like all the things that happened in the movie. But I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the same actor as Barbosa. There is no way. Like, he's having the time of his life in all of these movies. But sometimes it feels like the life is being sucked out of him in 4 and 5. Because, of course, it probably was. Um, but, like, he well, did is you so see Mystery Men? No. That's what, that's that's Casanova. That's that's where he's Casanova. I'll I always know him the as movie Casanova. I, know I was like, you know what? You and the listeners who know whatever this is, you guys... <laughs> You guys know. You guys know what it is. <laughs> you, Me, I don't know what's happening. Here. <laughs> you got to watch Mystery Men. You'd, you'd you'd really like Mystery Men. I'm adding it to the list. I have heard of this film. Um, but yeah, I think Jeffrey Rush is like fantastic. Like he's just as crazy in a different way as Jack Sparrow is, and every he he uses like the pirate language. Uh, to such an amazing degree. Like he paints with his words. Like his inflections are just amazing. Like, Oh, Mr. S Mr. Swan, I told you what happened. Or I guess Mrs. Turner, I told you what was going to happen. If you said this thing to me and like, like my favorite, um, speech of his is when Elizabeth discovers that everyone's like dead on the ship. And then Barbosa turns her around. Look, the moonlight shows us for what we really are. We are not among the living, and so we cannot die. But neither are we dead. For too long I've been parched of thirst and unable to quench it. Too long I've been starving to death and haven't died. I feel nothing. Not the wind on my face, nor the spray of the sea. Nor the warmth of a woman's flesh. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. It is great. No, he's fan. He is fantastic. I I like a lot of his scenes in this movie. Like when he's anytime he accepts a deal, and he's just he's just fucking with everybody. He's just fucking with everybody. He accepts a deal in the parlay, and then just like it's like you didn't say that. You didn't say that. So I'm gonna do it this way. <laughs> like, yeah, the pirate code is more like a guideline than yeah. actual rules. <laughs> uh, hello, puppet. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then 
I, I this is so this is crazy moment later when Jack and Barbosa are having this sword fight at the end and like Jack is running away and then Barbosa <laughs> yeah. like like it's a shot like Bar oh, he runs past the camera Jack and then Barbosa is following him like ah <laughs> just like making a crazy pirate sound <laughs> and like and it's funny in that fight too because in a way it doesn't even matter because they're both like they're both dead nobody's gonna yeah, win <laughs> they can't be killed. So it's like it has no stakes, but it's also really fun. It's very confusing. But then, well, they did say surrender. Do you think if Barbosa surrendered, that's like pirate code? Do you think that's like a part of pirate code where, like, if you surrender, it's like, all right, movie over. Barbosa surrendered. <laughs> I I don't know. I, uh, maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. Because I know sometimes they're like, no, no survivors or whatever. I mean, uh, maybe that's because. Remember, like it's PG thirteen, so we don't see blood spatter all over the walls. But when the guy who blows everything up, uh, he has the bombs. Will puts the bombs in him as a skeleton and pushes him in to not the light, and then they blow up. It seems, but do they die? I don't think so. They, you, I don't think they die now because because they were- it looks like possibly body parts and or is inferred because i can't really tell because it was way in the back is a very wide shot well it looked like a bomb went off and then their parts went everywhere yeah which would mean to me that they aren't you know together well they wouldn't work like they wouldn't be able to fight but like when the the governor is is hiding like the bitch ass coward that he is in that in that thing and he takes the dude's arm off and he has the arm the arm is still moving like Evil Dead 2, but it's not like, it's not, you know, like, what the fuck can an arm do? Like, it can't do anything in this movie. It can do a lot in Evil Dead 2, but it can't do a lot in this movie. I I love that whole fucking sequence, though, with the moonlight. The way they use the moonlight in this movie is fucking awesome. Yes, the moonlight stuff, I love, I love it, because... Try remember the first time. Yeah, because the first time you see it is when... The guy reaches into Jack's cell, and, he's, and then he's like, "Oh, so the curse is true." Uh, That's interesting. You know, <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> and then, like another hint. Well, I guess that. Hmm. No, I think that comes second because if it doesn't, that makes no sense. Because I think the first thing is you have the guy who does blow stuff up. Um. Jack or not Jack Will like throws an axe in his back. Yep. And I was like, oh, he's dead. And eventually you see him walking around, running and stuff. So it's like again, so it's like, wait, how's that possible? Or the guy Will like throws through like a shop window. He also, you think, oh, maybe he's dead. But then he's also moving around. So you think, wait a second. Are are they not able to die, maybe? Like I think it's maybe a... Well, they look dead. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that noticed. But, like, I feel like when they walk, like, when they start raiding that the whole village, they look pretty fucking dead. Like, <laughs> like they look really dead. It, I mean, but, yeah, it becomes a lot more apparent when the two of them go down to Jack and choke Jack and the arm is, like, straight bone. But they definitely look like they they either look like they got the fucking just shit killed out of them at one point <laughs> or or they're already dead. 
I I always just felt like they look like shit. Like just like all these pirates, like they really do look like they smell and are awful. And I'm like, I love this. I love that they hold. <laughs> okay, this is also the first Disney movie. I didn't know this. That was PG-13. Really? Ever. Well, I mean, no. watching it now, I love the fact that like it's pretty hardcore for a Disney movie. Like they're slitting people's throats. They're they're going hard at it. I love how Jack basically just gives up all of the the you know preppy like the governor and everybody on the dauntless they're just like yeah just go take that ship kill everyone on it that's totally fine by me kill every last one of them that's totally cool and it just happens they really do go over there and they pretty much they come close to killing all of them until the commodore gets back it's actually crazy how good they do defending themselves against people who can't die. Because maybe they can be like, ah, oh, my back is like in half. Let me just, <sighs> all right, back. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like impressive that they all aren't just like killed and there's like two people left. Like, we did it. It's only two of us, sir. Oh, oh no. <laughs> like, there's actually a lot of them are still alive, which is kind of, I mean, they're trained. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're like nobodies, but it's still surprised that like these. People that can't die didn't just like purely overpower them with well, even being tired. Well, you know, maybe the bitch ass coward governor can't die because in the beginning, when his daughter is like eight years fucking younger, looks the exact same in the present <laughs> when she is an adult. Wait, what? Yeah, the governor, the uh, governor Swan. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant she looked. The, sorry, I don't know why. I was like, wait, but she, she obviously did not. <laughs> she <laughs> obviously did not look the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He does look the same, just with gray. It's also funny how he's fighting over his uh, his wig at the like, yeah. uh, when they're grabbing through the glass. I'm like. <laughs> what just let it go dude (laughs) let your wig go man (laughs) get safe the little girl Uh, turned into kira knightley just in a scene a very good transition scene actually i love that like the blink transition that was very nice did you know because i she because she's one of those actresses who still have not aged to me do you know how old she was when she did this movie uh no because she's just 17 what? She was 17 when she filmed this movie. That's right. <laughs> Wait, she was 17 in that movie. Yes, she was. Oh, shit. I, I gotta go to like... confession. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're not that much older. <laughs> just like, you're not like 40 years old. Just I, gotta, I, gotta, your face. I gotta, I gotta yeah, watch, yeah, I gotta yeah, watch that sin away. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah, she's because I, I also thought she was like twenty five. Like I just assumed because she just looks the same. I thought she was in her forties by now. Holy I think shit! Thirty. Yeah, she's. I would have thought so yeah. too. Yeah. Was she how, is, how old was she in um like the Imitation Game? Uh was so so eleven years older. Seventeen, only twenty eight years old in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Right? That's I just assumed crazy. she was older than that. Yeah, me too. 100%. Because I saw a photo like months ago, like an old photo. I didn't even know Jamie Dornan was a person before Fifty Shades, really. But like, it was her and him really young. This was definitely early 2000s. 
I could tell. And I was like, Jamie Dornan? What the fuck? Oh, you used to date her? How how old are both of you? And then I looked this up and I was like, what? And I, I was like, wait a second. She looks so young, um, but she also looks the same. And I just I just saw that. But yeah, 17 when she filmed this film. That is that is so crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah, you I know, think I guess Orlando. That, that kind of makes sense though, because in I just realized in um in the Phantom Menace in episode one, she plays Padme, Padme's thing, and she's young as fuck in that. Oh my god, I never even thought of this. That means she was underage then too. A way underage. But she actually looked underage at that point. Yeah, uh, she was four years younger. So she was wait, she was thirteen. Thirteen years old in then in Phantom Menace then. If if because if she was seventeen, that's crazy. She was just really good in this movie that also I just didn't think she was that young. She I I love her in all these movies. I, I love her in great pretty much every movie I've ever seen her in. She is great. She really is great. Orlando Bloom, on the other hand, not every movie, but I love him as well. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is your I've only seen him in like a handful of movies outside of this, or if less than this and Lord of the Rings. Like I I've not seen Elizabeth Town or Alexander, one of those movies he did in like 2005. One of those sword and sandal movies. I can't remember which one was him. I didn't see those. And what else has he been in? Well, something for you. Something for you. Would would Orlando Bloom be Will Turner or would he be Legolas? I was thinking the exact same thing. I, He's Legolas for me, for sure. Because he gets so much more. Because he gets to say a lot, obviously, in these movies. And oh god, is wow, is he Legolas or is he Will Turner? And maybe he's Legolas because it's just one word <laughs> versus <laughs> he doesn't have a last name. <laughs> Makes it Legolas easier. Longbow. <laughs> Makes it easier. Uh, <laughs> I think he is Legolas first, but like first as in like point. Two difference between this and Will Turner. I, 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 oh, wow. I've never thought of it like this. I think it's like a slash for me. It's usually just like Will Turner, like if it was like a superhero versus name versus their real name, like Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Literally, that's just how it is if I think about it. I just, wow, that's so sad. <laughs> never think of a land of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's 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 one and one because at the same time, grew up with both of these. I love you know all three. I like Lord of the Rings more than Pirates, yeah. But like, like you know, I love the like you know favorite movies of all time, and I really really love uh, the Pirates movies. But like, I I would kill them from my mind eighteen times over for Lord of the Rings' sake. Oh, so yes. sure, Legolas first in that slash, and then Will Turner. And, but yeah, he hasn't done, I mean, he's done stuff, but not a lot of note. Because I've been on his IMDb before. He hasn't done too much. I mean, the ones that I can like. Except for Katy Perry. Oh, his wife. Oh, shit. (laughs) I actually didn't know that they were together. Yeah, they're having a child. This is actually how this happened a few days ago at work. I said that and I was thinking, how old old is he? How old is Katy Perry? Wait. And then I looked, and I'm like, wait, how old was Kira Knightley? And I was like, what? <laughs> Good for you, Orlando. Good for you. I the, old, the, the other movie that I can think of with Orlando that I actually really liked was Troy. That's the one. And that's about it. 
Oh, yeah, there was a show. Uh, I don't know, Joe from work, if you listen to this, but um, the show on Amazon Prime that's like fairies in like old time London. Don't with uh, also with Dane DeHaan's partner and Valerian, who I don't like as an actor, um, who I guess Cara was good Paper Towns. Yes. Yeah, Cardi. She and him in that movie, in that show, I can't think of, and I don't care. But Paper uh, Towns, John, you know, man, they fucked that movie up, bro. That 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 book was good, and that fucking movie was not. Have you ever been, speaking of uh, adaptations? Have you ever been to Universal Studios or not Universal Studios? What am I talking about? <laughs> have you ever been on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? I oh, I might have actually. Oh my god! Oh really? I might have. I don't. I mean, I don't remember. We went. I went to. Uh, let's see. I went to Orlando in two thousand and seven, and I think I went on that ride, but I don't, I can't know for sure. Damn! I wanted like a first account for this podcast. First, first account ride of the pirate. Which was better, the movie or the? Well, there the- was. Um, the ride where you go like in the like you're in water pretty much in a boat, and that's like the ride. <laughs> like like there's no like you know it's just like you're just going through and you see like Captain Jack Sparrow and everything like that because I do remember that, but I don't think that's the ride. The ride, you know, that's not like the ride that they talk about and like that Ian, that Malcolm talks about in Jurassic Park. Yeah, and it's it's fun. Oh yeah, wow, nice connection too. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of ships in the water, I cannot believe that they only spent six days in the open sea, only specifically for the battle for between the Black Pearl and the Interceptor. But everything else was on the dock for budget reasons, mostly. But yeah, they built like the Interceptor, the Dauntless, the Black Pearl. They built them on docks and they just like filmed them there. God, those and are then, beautiful ships too to just build are. for a movie. Yeah, like, there's different versions of them, like, full ones, like, ones that are just basically the deck with, like, a little stuff below that's, like, you can see through, for obviously, for the camera. And then, because I think they had a huge, because they filmed a lot on, like, a soundstage, but also kind of at this island. I forgot what it's called. Um, But I think there was, like, over $500,000 of damage due to like this huge storm that happened and on like a sound stage that they had like kind of near the water. Uh, but thankfully no one died, but yeah. So that kind of pushed production back. Cause I think they started principal photography in late, uh, 2002, which is really surprising. Cause this came out, I assume in the summer of 2003, um, which is like, really weird because usually uh you need a lot of time because this came out on june 28th 2003 sorry july 9th that came out disneyland first uh premiered there but yeah it came out on july 9th 20, 2003 and i assumed with like how much stuff was happening plus the effects on the uh undead pirates i thought that would oh of course they would need more time but no somehow they got done <laughs> uh even starting in late in 2002 they got done and ready to go in early july and a question for you do you think that the effects still hold up on those undead definitely definitely like i said dude i was just watching it for this watch and the moon the use of the moon in that sequence alone where Jack is just fighting Barbosa and they're just going in and out of the moon and the effects on both of them, that's just fantastic. 
That looks so good. And they just, they, everything just looks good with every member of the Black Pearl who was cursed. Like, they they look good. Yeah, I still, I still think it holds up, too, surprisingly. Like, it's, I guess they filmed, like, a scene with the actors, then they filmed them, like, behind, like, in, like, behind or in front of a, um, like a, like a green screen board, I believe. And then they filmed just nothing so they could, like, put the skeletons in place digitally. And, uh, I can't believe with all that they somehow managed to get this out in time but yeah I, I still think it was really cool like you said earlier the walk underwater when Barbosa's is just like gentlemen take a walk the, you, you know we've we talked about the score a little bit but honestly we got to talk about the score it is it's amazing honestly it's classic it's it that is something that has stood the test of time because i'm always over here just like you know i'll if i do something triumphant it's just like dun 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 if i'm going on an adventure anywhere yeah i love the score yeah the score is amazing throughout it really does give you like raiders of the lost ark vibes like it's a listen to this amazing adventure score where we're crossing the ocean and i mean i this is the only just because you know our age. This for me, this is the only kind of like swashbuckling pirate movie I really grew up on. I guess besides Hook, I guess. Um, but yeah, like this is the only one I feel like I saw. And it's so weird that he, like they only did six days on the ocean for the Dawn for the um, Interceptor Pearl fight because one of the things I think that's uh, this whole trilogy at least uh, I'll say trilogy um, it looks amazing on the water like it always looks so good like practical effects that they did the things they built and cinematography makes it look really nice uh, beautiful ocean like it always just looked good yeah and I think it's edited really well mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I had never I didn't know the power behind this movie but Darius, the the DP for it, that dude has had a career. Have you seen what he's done? No. What uh, what else did he uh, do? He's done. He's done a lot. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring him all up here, so I'm not just you know stumbling on myself. In in the more recent of times, he did The Martian, Prometheus. Uh, he did Alice in Wonderland and The Rum Diary, both with Johnny Depp. And he did every one of the Pirates of the, Carib- uh, the Caribbeans. He did Sweeney Todd, like I did say. Um, let me see. He did The Crow, which really threw me off, actually. That's, <laughs> like, amazing that he did The Crow. Didn't you say you didn't like The Crow? I've never seen The Crow. you never seen The Crow. That's what it is, yeah. You absolutely need to watch The Crow. Um, and he started off his career with just a bunch of like music videos i yeah i did not know he he did a lot wow i mean he did a lot and like i wouldn't have thought that that he had curse of the black pearl on on that list (laughs) i mean it's a great looking movie i think it's also just like a like for you i don't know if it gets like long in a tooth ever but at almost two and a half hours to me it doesn't feel like that long and maybe because there is all this 
fun to be had. Like, there's so many characters. I mean, uh-huh. so many characters. We haven't talked about, I mean, because he's kind of smaller in this movie. But uh, Norrington, I even like Norrington. Like, obviously, he's supposed to be like the stuffy kind of character. I don't think he's a bad man, like, in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, like, I was thinking of trying to think of the other ones if I thought he was a bad man or not. But I don't think he's a bad guy. He's just like, you know, he's just an officer. No, yeah, he's, and, he's a Commodore. He's doing what he's yeah. got to do. And I feel like, honestly, if you put that type of character in a in a movie now, it's always so, like, cliche at this point. It almost always happens where you put a character like that who, you know, is the the love interests, like that you don't want to be around, you know, because you don't want Elizabeth to marry Commodore Norrington. You want her to marry Will if you want her to marry anyone. And normally that person ends up being like, it, like in movies recently, ends up being like terrible, <laughs> like, like awful. Like like if they did get married in a movie now, if, if Elizabeth and Commodore got married, there would be some like, you know, just, just kill her off, just die. <laughs> like die so I can have my fortune, like something like that, you know? I think he's a good character who he, I'm not like, oh, this slow. I hate this guy. He's just so conservative. It's like, it's just like, uh, I like Will more. That's all. Uh-huh. Will's just the fun guy. And I think, um, I think that he also, like Will, is like a great swordsman. Because I, I think I saw, I think the writers said that in this movie, Will's supposed to be the best swordsman, and then I believe it's Barbosa and Norrington tied, and then actually last is Jack <laughs> in terms of their prowess of the sword. I was like, interesting, because obviously he had tons of time to train himself, I guess, which is kind of funny. Like he just learned himself how to sword fight, but not by anyone teaching him. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting and curious. Trained, uh, I guess. trained three hours a day three hours a day i love i love when jack finds all the swords he's like who's making these mm-hmm. <laughs> i do you need to find yourself a girl mate perhaps the reason you practice three hours a day is that you already found one and are otherwise incapable of wooing said strumpers you're not a eunuch are you i practice three hours a day so that when i meet a pirate i can kill it <laughs> I like yeah, I love the fight in the in the blacksmith's place. It, it's very fun. I like the donkey <laughs> that gets like uh, I guess hit with the branded. Uh, yeah, branded, branded. Yeah, and then it sees it again later. It's like, <laughs> do you do you think that when Elizabeth does fall off the cliff in the beginning, do you think the corset saved her? Like, how do you think she lived? To be honest, because that's a pretty high cliff. She landed on her back. <laughs> like, yeah, I just take it as one of those movie falls that should kill you in real life. Probably that didn't in the movie. Yeah, I, that's why I assume because I did not know about like for years about the whole, you know, at a certain height, hitting water is like hitting concrete. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed it was because eventually, because when uh, Norrington looks over, the other guy's like, Sir, you can't go down there. If you might hit the rocks, it's a miracle she didn't. And then, so it, it, I just that's assumed. another thing, though, because when she hits the water, the shot does indicate that that's shallow. It looks like it's shallow water because you can see the rocks, you can see like everything around. But she sinks to the bottom of the ocean, like, or at least to that end of the ocean. 
And it seems like it's even deeper than than it looks. I don't remember her hitting the bottom. I do remember her because I remember her getting saved not at the bottom, just like in the ocean at some point. No, I, I'm not exactly yeah, no, sure. No, she hits the bottom. I mean, I don't, it's not like, you know, oh, the bottom of the wait. deep ocean, but it's like the You're bottom right. of... He, it's when he's lifting her up that they start to sink again, yeah, and because, then he takes off because the of the corset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember because I, I remember because the thing hits the water, and then that's when it calls the black pearl, and then I she hits the floor, sea floor, and I thought that it was going to happen again, like another call, and then Jack was going to see it, but only the two guys on the ship who stop him earlier, like. What was that? And then the wind starts changing. It's like, oh no. <laughs> Which is so fuck funny about like Bill sending the coin to Will because he really did fuck those guys. <laughs> if it doesn't hit the water, obviously they can't figure out where it is. So like they could have been like that for eternity. And I just kind of want to see them now like sailing the sea somehow, but like satellites are like, we swear we keep seeing this pirate ship, but it disappears. <laughs> and then they're like, give us the coin. Bitcoin? No. Wait, what? <laughs> they start investing. It's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> this is way before Bitcoin. I, yeah, I don't think Bitcoin was around in 2003, was it? Oh, I meant like in the 17 or 1600s <laughs> or earlier. <laughs> in the movie. Like, like the, even no, the no. idea of putting that into a movie, <laughs> like in 2003, even though it's about 17 fucking whenever before Granny Smith Apples came out, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but Granny Smith Apples are clearly in the film. Then, John, do you have any final thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Well, everybody will always remember Jack Sparrow and how amazing Johnny Depp played Jack Sparrow. And it's just a classic movie. You know, I mean, I still I still love it to this day. Um, I don't know if I will feel the same about the other two because I haven't seen them in a long time. But I do love Curse of the Black Pearl still. And I really do think that they did better than anybody could have ever even imagined making a movie based on a ride. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no one thought this movie was going to be great and ended up making like almost $700 million at the box office. And obviously, you know, franchises made, I believe like a combination of like 4 billion or more dollars. I mean, it's insane. I, it's crazy how this turned into a franchise. That was actually all of them have been successful. Successful, like that's crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I, I I like this movie a lot. I love it. And Johnny Depp, great. Even Barbosa has an amazing entrance. Now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, and I think like the one thing that's great is the story. I think just like the story is really fun and involved. Like obviously pirates and pirates can be fun, but I think the supernatural element lends this to the acclaim that they got to. And I guess for some people, uh, the <laughs> on acclaim that they, they don't maybe like how it goes a little too much with the supernatural element, which I enjoy. And 
I think like the like the parlays and the back and forth dealings and the crisscrosses and the double crosses and all that I think is really fun. And I think Johnny Depp and the supporting cast really sell this movie. I don't think it's just like the Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow show for me. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, he stood out. And it's crazy too. I almost forgot to mention this: the fact that he was nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards for playing Jack Sparrow. That's how high. I mean, he won the SAG Award. Like he was nominated at the Golden Globes. I mean, he deserved this. It. He deserved it. Was crazy and. I'm so happy that he did get a claim for this. Um, this, to me, was almost like uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. I mean, he actually <laughs> was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that performance. But that shows a show, comedy, it's it's hard. And one that's done really well, you know, Melissa McCarthy and um, Bridesmaids. You get the recognition. You don't get the win usually. But, hey, you know. At least you got there. Yeah, yeah. More than Tony Collette could say. Uh, uh, those motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody. But yeah, uh, I guess those are our final thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean. The Curse of the Black Pearl from 2003, directed by Gore Verbinski. I do love all uh, their performances. I do want to add that to my final thoughts. I love pretty much everybody's performance in it. Everyone here is funny. Everyone here is great. Everyone here is perfectly pirate in every way. <laughs> But, John, before we go, can you give the little people a tease for next week's episode? Next week's episode, we're going to be talking about a film that is Hot Tub Time Machine, but with a car. Vroom, vroom, motherfucks. (laughs) And you can figure out what that is next week on next week's show. Uh, John, where can uh, people follow you? As always, y'all can follow me on my Letterboxd at JohnnyOctagon99. And you can also follow me on Letterboxd at Indigo45. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at IndigoMcLeod. And you can follow the show at CantGenrePod on Instagram and Twitter. And like our Facebook page and also Apple listeners. I know you're listening out there, you sons of bitches. Actually, I love you all. Please don't hurt us. Uh, like our show. Review it. Five stars. Say, give it. Tell it to your enemy. You got a friend in prison for some reason? Well, tell them about the show. If they can't listen to it. Get get them to get someone who can't listen to it. Get, get get everybody. You know what? Because uh, it's the fourth week, and next week is the last week of adventure. That's right. It'll be a full three months of the show, and next week's is going to be <laughs> huge as well. And then we next week at the end of the episode, tune in because we will be picking our next genre, which we like. We never do. We don't know. And if it's drama, <laughs> uh, hopefully, we you know the social network's going to be coming. The social network uh, will be on that list, people. Hopefully, I kind of don't want it to be so we can have even some more time to get even more in a groove. So we ha- that is, I'm going to be ready, ready. I'm always, I'm ready, ready. I am always in a groove to talk about social network. I am as well. Just watched, <laughs> I just watched David Fincher's M- Mank, too. It was fantastic. And I just watched... All of them. They're all great. <laughs> and uh, for John and I, uh, thank you for listening. Tune in to next week's show, and we will see you next time. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.